Good morning, church. Welcome to Life Church Online, church at home or church wherever you may be. I'm so glad you've tuned in with us today. I am honored to be able to share a message with you today and continue our series called Better Together. I want to remind you that staff continues to pray for you. We are lifting you up at your house or wherever you may be. We really care about you. We don't want you to feel disconnected. We don't want you to feel separated from our church body. And so we are praying. We're lifting you up. We care for you. Uh, If you'd do me a favor, though, to let us know that you are linked in with us, you can either put it in the chat that you're with us and say hello to us. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can go to our website and log on to the the link at the top that says online church, and you can find some links there. You can have a connection card. Let us know that you're with us. There's a place for you to share your praise uh, reports, your prayer requests. We want to pray for you, and it'd be great. There's a place for you to give online. Those are just some of the ways to stay connected with us, and we would love to have you be with us. So we love you, we're here with you, and we're honored to have another church service online. Now listen, today is Wednesday. I've told you this a couple times that we record on Wednesday. And the reason I wanted to bring that up is I had hoped that on this particular day that we could pray for our newly elected president, whoever that may be. But I don't know if you were like me, but oh my gosh, I was up all night watching election results I have a confession to let you know. I was up till 2 a.m. watching the results and we still don't have a conclusion to who is going to be our next president, whether or not we are re-electing President Donald Trump or uh, we may be electing um, Joe Biden. So we don't know, but um, I'd hoped at this point of this day to be able to pray for our new elected president. And um, so maybe some of the drawbacks of recording online is that um, we have to do it on Wednesday. But honestly, I don't know that we'll know by Sunday if we're going to have the results in. And so with that said, we want to just say a quick prayer, just blessing the continuation of the election and for our nation. And then I will pray for our service. And so, Father, we love you. We thank you for this day. Father, I pray that uh, you would bless our nation We pray that through all of this, that people would grow, um, really, uh, especially as believers, that we would grow for our uh, passion for spiritual growth and for revival in our country and in churches, Lord. Uh, Father, we know the hope of a nation will rest in one nation under God. And so we just continue to pray. God, we ask for peace in our nation. We pray that there would be unity across our nation. We ask that the election results would um, come in. Father, we ask that um, you would appoint who you want as our president. And so, Father, we pray for these things today in the name of Jesus. And amen, amen. So, all right. So what I want to do is continue our series called Better Together And some things to remind you of that are coming up that are some things that we can do together. And on November 15th, we have our baptisms and our food truck that's going to be at our in-person service. And so if you can make it in on that day, that would be fantastic. 
Come celebrate all the people that are being baptized. If you want to be baptized, you can sign up online and be a part of that. On November 22, we have baby dedications, and that's going to be sweet. It's going to be awesome. I love praying over babies. We have communion that's going to be in person as well, but also we'll set it up for our in-person, I'm sorry, for our online church to where you can take communion with us as well. And then on the 29th, we have our Heart for the City offering, and this will be an opportunity for everyone to, to share of their finances in order to bless our city. It's going to be great. I love being generous. I love making um, an impact in our city. So those are some things coming up. Today, my sermon title is, I Love Church. I love church. I really do. I love my church. I love the church. I love how God uses the church to strengthen and bless our lives. And so today we want to talk about the topic of I love church. So real quick, I heard a a story about a man who had slept in on Sunday morning and he was going to be late for church or miss church and his wife came in to wake him up and he rolled over and he said, I don't want to go to church today. And he said, I'll tell you three reasons why I don't want to go today. And he said, one is I don't like the building that we meet in. He said, number two, I don't like the messages that are preached. And he said, number three, I don't like the way people look at me. I think they look at me kind of in a mean way and they're not very nice. So his wife looked back at him and she said, honey, I think you should go to church and here are three reasons why. She said, one, I'm up and I'm ready to go. Two, The kids are up and they're ready to go. And three, you're the pastor. They're expecting you to be there today. (laughs) All right, so I I hope you're laughing at home. I'm chuckling here. Listen, that is certainly not about me. I love church. I love being in church. But I do think that in our Christian culture, too many people have lost the love or the appreciation for church. It's more in the vein of I like church more than I love church. I like church, but I don't see that that level of devotion in our Christian culture. And so now I don't think that's necessarily true about our church because we have some of the greatest people on earth in our church. But I want to speak to that topic of kind of having a deeper devotion and, and being connected in church because we are better together. In many ways, people go to church, but they're not connected and they're not devoted to church. And so I think that we need to be connected and to reach our fullest potential, you probably need to stop going to church and start being connected deeply and devoted in church. There's a huge difference. You can, you can just attend, but there's a place for us to get involved and get plugged in and make it be my church. And so that's what we're talking about today. And I wanna take us back to the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts chapter two, and where we're picking up is at the very end of this amazing sermon by Apostle Peter. And he had preached his heart out to this large crowd of people. Then he gave this invitation to them to believe in Jesus as their Savior. And so here's what happened. It says in Acts 2.41, after Peter gave the invitation, it says, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. 
about 3,000 in all. So it was quite a day. 3,000 people were added to the church. Now, this is the very first church that's ever been recorded. It's the first church that, that was ever developed after, after Christ's death and resurrection. So this is the first church. And here's what it says about these believers that were added to the church. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So would you do me a favor and just say the word devoted? We were devoted. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And then it says, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All of the believers met together in one place and they shared everything they had. They sold their property, their possessions, and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So on this particular day, when Peter preached this sermon, it shows us what God's plan is for our spiritual life. And so the three things that, that, that was noted here in verse 41, it says they believed. Now, what they believed? They believed in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Then it says they were baptized. So they made this public profession of their faith. Baptism is a moment that it marks your life from your old life is now dead and your new life in Christ has begun. It's an amazing declaration of your faith in Jesus Christ. I'm excited about our baptisms next week. I hope if you have never been baptized that you'd sign up and join us next week. But the third thing it says, so it says they believe they're baptized and then it says that they were added to the church. They were added to the church. So just finish this sentence for me. They were added to the church. They were added, that's right, the church. The church is God's primary way to help people reach their spiritual destiny. It's God's primary way. God never intended for believers to be separated from a local body of believers. God always intended for us to do our spiritual life in the context of a local church. You're not supposed to do life alone, especially your spiritual life alone. We are better together. Now, throughout the New Testament, it uses the word church. If you were to translate that from the Greek, looking at the Greek language, from where we took the word church, it came from the word ekklesia. Now that means an assembly or gathering, and the Bible used that thought of an assembly or gathering, and they applied it to what we are talking about in a local church, meaning called out to be a community of believers. In other words, they believed that God had called them out of a context of the world, but into a fellowship of believers. And so it was a calling to them. It was something that God was initiating inside of them to be connected and be devoted to their church. And so the Bible teaches us that believers are to be connected in a local church. Why? So that we can worship together, so we can grow in our faith, so we can uh, fellowship with other believers and be encouraged and serve one another and reach more people for Christ. God uses the church in our life to bless us, strengthen us, and even move the church forward throughout the cities that we live in. And so if you're taking notes, just real quick, you can write this down. God wants me. He wants me. He wants you connected to my church. 
And so I want to take us back to Acts 2 for just a moment to kind of grab the thought about what was going on there. So back in Acts 2, we're reading about this very first New Testament church of Jesus' followers. In verse 41, again, it said that 3,000 people were saved, baptized, added to the church that day. Now, I want you to imagine the commitment they had to be baptized and added to the church. Try to put yourself in their context of their culture in that day. And you probably can't appreciate it without having a little bit of a look back at their culture. So think about this. About 50 days prior to this event, so 50 days just previous, like fresh on their minds, 50 days previous, Jesus was crucified on a cross because of his claim to be the Messiah, the Son of God. He was inviting people to believe in him for salvation and he was crucified. He was put to death on the cross for what he said who he was. Now, think about their decision now in the context of a city that had just crucified Jesus and they are publicly being baptized. They're saying, count me in, I belong to him, I'm follower of Jesus, I believe that Jesus is the way. Their decision had to be met with potential fear that they too would be crucified and tortured just like Christ. Listen, we probably can't even appreciate the boldness that they had in being baptized. I mean, today we're going to be baptized, or next Sunday we'll be baptized, and you're going to be surrounded with friends that are going to celebrate you and cheer for you. But can you imagine in the context where if it's found out that you believe in Jesus, you might be persecuted? Man, that's a different whole concept. And then when they were added to the church, you have to realize they were in this situation and culture to where, where they were probably thinking the worst could come out of becoming a believer in Jesus Christ. And then the Bible says they were added to the church. For them, this wasn't a matter of convenience, but it was really a matter of conviction for them. It wasn't just preference and it. They weren't kind of thinking, well, if it feels right to go today, if the weather's good, if this or that. It wasn't out of, out of just convenience. Like they understood that they needed each other in this season. They needed to be equipped. They needed to be encouraged. They needed to be taught. And so it was a deep place for them of, of being devoted to the church. And that's why it says in Acts 2.42, it says all of the believers. So all of these new believers, what did it say? They were devoted they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in the meals and to prayer. And that word devoted, it's a strong word. It's, it's word that really means that they loved their church and they were committed and they were faithful to their church. And so what I wanna do is to take that thought about being devoted to church and, and kind of see the ways that they were devoted and then kind of practically apply that in our lives and kind of personalize it for you and I, how we can be devoted to our church. And so let's personalize it first with my first point today is that I am devoted to worshiping together. And so in Acts 2.46, it says they worshiped together at the temple each day. So they worshiped together. Now I love worship, I really do, I love worship. I love to worship with my church family. I, I love to, to like be in the, in the middle of, of a, a crowd of people worshiping the Lord. But if I can't be at church, I love to be online and, and worshiping. 
I find it still meaningful when I pause and I just, I just enter into a place of worship. There's a powerful, powerful dynamic to many people coming together, exalting the name of Jesus together. In Psalms 122.1, it says, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. They rejoiced. He's like, hey, let's all rejoice that we get to be part of church. We get to go to church. I personally love to feel the presence of God in worship. There are moments in every service where I can tell you that I can feel God's presence. I love that. You know, there are three ways we can know God's presence. And the first way is we know God's presence as omnipresent, meaning God is everywhere. He's everywhere. He's all over the world. He's everywhere. The other way we know God's presence is the inner presence. This is when you become a Christian. It says God is living inside of us. His spirit lives inside of us. There's an inner presence. But there's a third way that we can know God's presence, and that's his manifest presence. And this is God's presence that is revealed kind of like in a moment, and it displays his glory and power. There's just those moments. And if you've ever been in church and there's just that moment when you go, oh, I'm experiencing his presence in really a fresh moment here. It's like his glory and his, just his power is, is revealed in that moment. You know, I would say that, I'll say this in a real humorous way, but worship is like banana pudding to God. Now, what do I mean by that? So as an example, when someone brings out banana pudding, I show up like you bring out banana pudding, I'll be there. That's all it takes. Worship is like banana pudding to God. Like when worship comes out, when the body comes together and they start worshiping and they start honoring God and lifting their voices and lifting their hands to God, his manifest presence shows up. And it's in those moments that we experience the miracles of God and the healings of God. It's in those moments in his presence that, that God does the most amazing things. Look what it says in Acts 2.43. It says, a deep sense of awe came over them all. You know what that awe is? It's just a deep reverence, a place of, of highest respect. It's, it's almost worshipful. In that moment where they were in that worshipful awe and respect of God, when it came over them all, it says the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. Listen, Jesus is worthy of our praise. And when we begin to worship, it ushers in God's presence. And when God is in the room, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Like those are the moments that, that a marriage can be restored. You can feel God speak to you. It's the moments when, when we come right out of that with prayer for miracles and healings and, and for whatever people's needs are. Like there's an atmosphere that's set. Worship sets that atmosphere. Man, that's why I love church. I love gathering together. There's something so unique about a body of people worshiping God and lifting him up. His presence comes and his miracles always follow. Amazing. Worship also, it helps me and it helps anyone refocus on God. It's a way to, to give our attention fully to God. It, it kind of like in some way recalibrates 
our attention. Because all week long, we are, we are focused on so many things, even good things. Life gets busy. And all week long, the enemy, he comes after us. He tries to defeat us. All week long, we do so many things. And I really want for my life, your life, for us to be centered or focused on God. And when we come to church on Sunday and we come into worship, it helps us to, to get our eyes off of everything else and focus on God. It's that way of recalibrating our priorities. It's our way of refocusing our vision on God. I need God to be my source of strength and my guide and my protection all week long. And when I come to church and I worship, that's what helps me focus and get my eyes on him. His presence enters and I feel it fill me up and it refreshes me so that when I go back out, I'm going out with a fresh revelation or a, a fresh anointing of his presence in my life. And I go back into the week. I go back to work. I go back to, to parenting or into families with this freshness of God focused on my life. It's amazing. I wanna encourage you that coming to church or logging on online and, and coming into worship, it's one of the greatest things you can do to set yourself up to have a successful week. You need to worship. In church, we get to worship and it's powerful when we do it together. The second thing that we notice out of the scripture is that, and I just like to say it in a positive and personalized way, but I am devoted to growing together. I'm devoted to growing together. Now in Acts 2.42, it says, all the believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So the apostles taught the word of God and they were growing in God. They were, they were becoming more mature and their faith was being built as the apostles taught the word of God. Our spiritual life is 100% dependent upon being fed the word of God. We need God's word to feed our spirit life. Now in Matthew chapter four, four, it says it is written, and these are Jesus's words, but he said, man shall not live by bread alone. In other words, we can't live just off of natural things, but we must, and it says, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In other words, we are fed by the word of God, by his words into our life. The words that are preached from the word of God those are not just mere words, but they are life-giving words that feed our spirit. In other words, we're not just giving TED Talks here. This isn't just like us hanging out and I'm just not here to try to encourage you with a few thoughts. It's so much more. God's anointing rests on preaching the word and it feeds us. We need God's word to build our faith. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. One of the reasons I think people are spiritually dry and they lack God's power in their life is because they're starving from spiritual food. If you're only attending church maybe once or twice a month and, and that's the, the depth of your, your being fed God's word, then, then you're probably spiritually malnourished you're probably trying to live your spiritual life without enough spiritual food to, to help you in your life. I don't know if you remember a time in your life where maybe you've 
skipped a meal or missed a meal or two and, and how you felt from that. I don't know if you've ever fasted for 24 hours and, and you, you, know, you know how you feel. You don't feel good. Uh, many of you become hangry. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. When you, when you haven't have enough food and, and you're, you're just irritable and nobody wants to be around you. Well, I think in a large part, too many people are spiritually hangry. <laughs> they're, they're really hungry for God's word, but they haven't been fed. And one of the things that happens is when you come to church, you're fed a steady diet of God's word and it builds your faith, it feeds your spirit life. And so I wanna encourage you to be devoted to hearing the word of God. I would encourage you to weekly attend church, whether it's in person or online. Let God's word feed you. And when you attend, take it to the next step. Go to the next level with it. Bring a notepad and, and something to write with and take notes because you're not gonna remember everything I said. So you're gonna wanna write down some things that God is speaking to you while I'm speaking to you. And then, of course, give it an amen every now and then. If you're online right now, just say amen and type it in there. But amen. In other words, what you want to do is to come into agreement with God's word. And so as it's speaking, as I'm preaching it, and you are in agreement, then that, then that seals it, that gives it life inside of you for you to come into agreement. And so those are the first two things. Next, you want to write this down about devotion. We're personalizing it. So I'm saying it like this. I am devoted to fellowshipping together. I'm devoted to fellowshipping together. So at Acts 2, 42 and 46, back to our text, it said all the believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Now, fellowship is kind of a churchy word. What it really means is, is building Christian relationships, fellowship. They worship together, it says in verse 46, at the temple. And each day, what did they do? They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. So they, they met together. They shared meals, it says, with great joy and generosity. So these believers, they understood the need for support from friends. Christian support. And maybe that was because of the intense pressure that was on them for becoming followers of Christ. So maybe out of the pressure from what was going on in their world, it, it kind of galvanized their need to have fellowship and to have people in their lives that would strengthen them. And they were devoted to fellowship and they were devoted to meeting together in homes in order to encourage one another, to lift each other up, to support each other. And, and that's the benefit of having Christian friends in your life. They come beside you and they encourage you when you're down, they lift you. When things are going well, they celebrate you. But I think probably we see the, the need more when we're going through pressures in life and struggles in life, how much more we need people in our life to encourage us. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up. And so, listen, I have a lot of friends in my life, social friends. They're great. I love people. I'm, I'm pretty good with hanging out with a lot of people. But honestly, I have a few friends that play a much more significant role in my life. Now, we all need friends that'll encourage us. I need friends that'll encourage us. And I need people in my life that, that lift me up and, and will believe in me. You need people that believe in you. You need somebody that speaks faith back into your life. And when you're having moments of doubt, you need someone to tell you that God's gonna get you through it. You need someone that'll pray for you. 
Like sometimes I think we need like Jesus with skin on. <laughs> like uh, we need the Holy Spirit with skin on. We need somebody that comes beside us and says, says, I'm here for you and I'm praying for you. I'm lifting you up. We need that in our life. The early church, they needed it and you need it. Maybe you need it today. Maybe you're feeling discouraged right now. Listen, just from me to you. Listen, I love you and I want you to know you can get through whatever you're going through because God is there. Listen, you're never alone. God is with you. But also, you need some friends that maybe you can reach out to. So maybe if you're feeling a little down or there's a struggle in your life, reach out to a friend and ask them to pray for you. Ask them to lift you up. We need each other. The value of having Christian friends in our life, it's, it's just you can't even get your head around how important that is. They understood that. Spiritual friends help lift us Help us face all of life's problems. You need those kind of friends in your life. I'm looking forward as a church for us as we move into 2021 because we will relaunch our life groups and we will give us more opportunities to build those friends. Obviously right now it's kind of a crazy season and it's more difficult to build those, those life groups together. We will relaunch them again. But in the meantime, reach out to somebody, ask them to pray for you. Also on the other side, one of the best things you can do is be an encourager. You reach out to somebody and encourage them and lift them up. I found that sometimes in my life that when I lift others up, somehow it encourages me. So I wanna encourage you, you help someone else get their victory and usually that'll circle around and you'll help find your own victory through that. So be an encourager, be an encourager. They were devoted to the fellowship. Now let me take you to another point that we find in this text. Personalizing again, I like to write it where it's about me. And so I would say it like this, I am devoted to serving together. Now it says in Acts 2, 44, it says all the believers, they met together in one place and they shared everything they had. They were certainly generous, but I don't think generosity is the biggest point that I want us to get out of this. What you can hear from this is they were devoted to helping serve one another in practical ways. They were there for each other. They were contributors into other people's lives, not consumers. And they served out of a pure motivation. They served, it says in Galatians 5.13, it says, through love serve one another. Through love we serve one another. And that's what that church did. They were serving one another. They loved each other. They had a passion for the church. They were devoted to the church. They were devoted to each other. Therefore, they served one another. At Life Church, I would love for every single person to be on a serve team. I mean, that would be my ultimate dream when it comes to serving, that everybody has a place, they have a fit, they know where they belong, and they're serving on a serve team. But I really want it to be from your heart. I don't want you to feel like you have to serve here out of pressure or an obligation, but I want you to serve because you are devoted to this body of believers, that you believe in what God is doing and you're like, I want to serve out of that kind of love, out of that motivation. I love the people here. I love what God is doing here. And out of that kind of motivation, you can serve. I think serving can be and should be a joyful experience when we do it from a place of love and a passion with the right motivation. 
And that's what this early church had. They just had that love for one another. They had that, that deep devotion to their church. And so, so it, it just, it compelled them to even sell stuff to help each other. And so they were devoted. Now, listen, I'm not encouraging to go sell anything to help somebody. You, you don't have to go sell your car. That, that's not my point about any of this. But what I am saying to you, though, is serving will cost you a little something. It will cost you inconvenience. It will cost you something in that regard. So listen, maybe you missed last week's message. Eli did a phenomenal job with me as we preached about serving last week. And if you missed it, I wanna give you a follow-up invitation because we talked about serve teams last week and we give everybody a chance to serve. And honestly, let me give you a good report. We had a ton of people sign up to serve last week. It was phenomenal. I loved it. I'm so proud of this church. I'm proud of everybody that jumped in and said, I'll help serve. But maybe you missed it. You can go online, you can click the serve and you can begin to serve. And that would be awesome. 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 All right. So last, the last point I want to make today from this early church, this first church, making it into a positive statement. You can write this down. I'm devoted to reaching our city. I'm devoted to reaching our city. So in Acts 2.47, it says, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. One of the most important things we can do is reach our city for Christ and welcome new people into our church. That's one of the most exciting things we can do to help someone know Christ, to help someone become a believer, to help someone find life in Jesus Christ. It's one of the greatest things we can do. It's awesome. It's awesome when new people come to our church and we welcome new people into our fellowship. It's an amazing experience. Now listen, together doesn't mean us four and no more. <laughs> uh, together is about what this church did is they reached their city and they made a, an impact in the lives of the people. And the Bible says that daily the Lord added to their church. Like they grew and they grew fast and they continued to add people. They made room for new people in their, in their church, in their life, in their small groups. They were just making new room. Why did they do it? Because they knew how amazing it was to have their sins forgiven. And out of that place of love for what God was doing in their life, their love for the church, they would reach out to others and they would hear about Christ and then they would bring them into the church. And so it was amazing. And so I wanna encourage you to, to do those things that put you serving and loving our city. We have a City Serve Day coming up. Travis and Michelle McCracken are leading that. And on Saturday, this coming Saturday, on the 14th, we have another City Serve. This is another way as a church, together we go love our city. We go make a difference. We reach our city by serving. So they're gonna be at Vigilant Hope and First Fruits coming up. And we would love for you to partner with that. You can sign up online and you can go serve. That's one of the ways we impact our city. It's amazing. But you can simply invite someone to church. And even more simple for all of our online church, you can just share this message online and hopefully someone would see it, read it, listen to it, and God changes their lives through it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Our vision statement, let me close with this, comes from 1 John 5, 12, and it says, he who has the son has life. We exist for that. We exist to help people find life in Jesus. That's such a drive in us. 
We're passionate about helping people find life in Jesus. We're a life-giving church. We're a hope-centered church. We're a faith-building church. We're an enemy-defeating church. We're a Jesus-worshiping church. And what I want is for us as a church together to go reach our city and bring them into this, ch- this church, this fellowship. The Bible says they added daily. I want to add to our church daily, not to get bigger, but because I know how important it is to have a group of people in our life that love us. I know how important it is to come together and worship and God's manifest presence change our life. It's important. It changes everybody's life. I want to bring as many people in the church so their life can be changed for Jesus. And so, church, do you love church? Are you devoted to church? My sermon title is I Love Church. Listen, I love church. Not necessarily just my church. I do love my church, but I love what God does in the church. He uses it to to change lives. And so I'm so glad you're tuned in to church today. And I wanna encourage you to be devoted. Let me ask you two questions as I close. What is your level of devotion to church? What is your level? Would you say you're really devoted? Or would you say maybe um, you're, you know, could use some improvement? So let me take this next question when you think about that. What is God saying to you about your devotion to church? What is God speaking to you? Listen, I'm closing right there. I'll let God do the work in your life. But I want you to love church. I want you to be devoted. Not for my sake, but for your sake. God will use it. Church, I love you. I really do. And so I'm closing with a good prayer here. And so if you would just join me as I close today's message. Father, we thank you for this day. I pray that those who are tuned in with us would, would ask you, would they, would they would like partner with you in hearing your word for how they can be in a, in a new, fresh way devoted to their church. Would you speak to their life, speak to them about how they can be devoted And Father, I pray that if there are people here that have never been part of our church, God, in whatever way, whether it's online or here, God, that you'd help them take that next step with us. We love you, Lord. You're amazing, God. Lord, change my life. Lord, change the people's lives that are listening. And God, use us to change our cities. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Church, I love you. God bless you. And I will see you next week.